Wisdom, the final frontier to true knowledge. Welcome to Wisdom Trek, where our mission is to create a legacy of wisdom, to seek out discernment and insights, to boldly grow where few have chosen to grow before. Hello, my friend. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your captain on our journey to increase wisdom and create a living legacy. Thank you for joining us today as we explore wisdom on our second millennium of podcast. This is day 1091 of our trek, and it is Wisdom Wednesday. Creating a biblical worldview is important in order to have a proper perspective of today's current events. To establish a biblical worldview, it is required that we also have a proper understanding of God's Word. Especially in our Western cultures, we do not fully understand the scriptures from the mindset and the culture of the authors. In order to help us all have a better understanding of some of the more obscure passages in God's Word, we are investing Wisdom Wednesdays reviewing a series of essays from one of today's most prominent Hebrew scholars, Dr. Michael S. Heiser. He has compiled these essays into a book titled, I Dare You Not to Bore Me with the Bible. The number 666 in the Bible is recognized by believers and non-believers alike as the number of the beast. In today's essay, we will explore passages that cover 666. What does it really mean? If there is one part of the Bible that virtually everyone has heard of, it is 666, which equates to the number of the beast. If there is one thing that no one can agree upon, it is what the number stands for. We see 666 in Revelation chapter 13, verse 18. And let me read that to you. Wisdom is seated here. Let the one with understanding solve the meaning of the number of the beast, for it is the number of man. The number is 666. The wording here is important. John tells the readers that the number must be calculated, which means that there must be a hidden meaning behind it. But how do we calculate it? Let's look at a few possibilities. First one will be calculating symbolism. One option for solving this biblical riddle is gematria, the idea that the numbers have symbolic meanings. While some have called gematria a tool for speculation, it actually derives from an ancient convention in languages like Greek and Hebrew, where letters of the alphabet are used to represent numbers. But Dramatria is not limited to just Revelation. The New Testament contains several other symbolic figures. The 153 fish of John chapter 21 verse 11 could be interpreted as an ancient symbol of the church, the body of Christ, and the Old Testament sons of God as analogous to the believers in the church. The Greek word for dove like the dove that descends on Jesus at his baptism, has a numeric value equivalent to the first and the last letters of the Greek alphabet, thus symbolizing the Alpha and the Omega as recorded in Revelation chapter 1 verse 8. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Mighty One. But let's look at calculating 666. When it comes to 666, one Gematria explanation is that the number represents Nero Caesar. The Greek Nero Khazar adds up to 1005, but when the name is transliterated into Hebrew, the letters NRWN and QSR, the sum is 666. Nero Caesar also would explain the variant of the number of the beast, 616, found in some New Testament manuscripts. Transliterating the Latin Nero Caesar into Hebrew, NRWN QSR, yields 616. 
suggesting that John may have been thinking about the well-known Nero Redivitus myth when writing about the beast. That is to say that Nero would rise from the dead and destroy the Christians. The Gematria solution presents three major problems. It could be viewed as cheating with the spelling. The usual Hebrew spelling for Caesar is Q, accent, S-T, not Q-S-R, although the Q-S-R form does exist. It assumes that readers knew Hebrew well enough to transliterate from Greek back into Hebrew, and perhaps most tellingly, the early Christian commentators who knew Nero Redivinus myth never identified 666 with Nero. The number may also be a thought of being calculated from ancient Sudoku. There is another possibility. 666 is a magic square. From very ancient times, philosophers and mathematicians were fascinated by the numbers 1 through 36 and how they could be arranged in squares so that each row and diagonal would add up to the same number. This is the same principle of the modern Sudoku game. One magic square has four rows and two diagonals that each add up to 111. The six lines of 111 equals 666. Each magic square in the ancient Jewish and Greek tradition also is associated with a celestial body. In the case of 666 square, the body was the sun, which is associated with Zeus, the highest god in the Greek pantheon. And that ties in with Zeus as being often associated with Baal, the mythological north, Chosphon, of the Canaanite region. Most relevant to the Beast of Revelation is Baal, or Zeus, titled The Lord of Heaven, Baal Shaman. It is possible that the abomination of desolation found in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, Shekwith Shaman, is a play on Baal Shaman, since the Old Testament writers sometimes substituted the word that meant shame or abomination into proper names that formerly contained Baal, or in other words, Mephibosheth or Ishbosheth. This would mean that 666 is a symbol for the abominable Baal, the Dark Lord of the Old Testament world, and the satanic power of the New Testament thinking. As with all studies concerning eschatology, or what is considered the end times, it is best that we do not get too hung up or fixed on a particular position. Just as the coming of the Messiah the first time was misunderstood by nearly everyone of the day, there is much that we do not know and will not know about Christ's second coming until the kingdom is fully established on earth. Until then, let us focus on building his kingdom by sharing the good news to all the world. And that will conclude our essay for today. Next Wisdom Wednesday, we will continue in the New Testament as we look at Dr. Heiser's next essay titled, Perspective Changes Everything. I believe that you'll find this another interesting topic as we build our biblical worldview. Tomorrow, we will continue with our three-minute humor nugget that will provide you with a bit of cheer, which will help you to lighten up and live a rich and satisfying life. So I encourage your friends and family to join us and to come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 1,090 treks or read the Wisdom Journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And I encourage you to subscribe to Wisdom Trek on your favorite podcast player so that each day will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend. And so I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally. 
learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.